Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, coach, manager, and owner of the delicious raviolis, Rob Kennedy. I'm lucky enough to be sitting here with my good friend and co-host, Mickey Dell. How are you, my friend? I'm well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the big horse, the owner, the manager and hopefully the 2023 winner of AFL Supercoach, Mixed Pigs, going live. How are you tonight, Robbie? Mate, I'm great. And you know I'm great because this is our third episode that we've done. We've decided to do some three really quick-fire episodes. Now, normally if we sit down with our co-host, Justin Herbie, um, who brings a bit of banter, a bit of wit, and some terrible football knowledge. Get on, Jeremy McGovern. Jeremy McGovern, I can say because he's not here. But we miss you, mate, and we'll get you back in here. But... We decided to do some quick-fire 20-minute ones rather than sort of a long hour where we sort of really get into it, help people with their peak hour traffic. Right now, we are helping everybody with our top 10 list. Two episodes ago, we started with my list of top 10 must-haves, followed by Mickey Dell's top 10 avoids. And right now, and I actually think, yeah, it could be the most important one. I actually think this one, which we are going to talk about, our top 10 sleepers. So we've gone in and had a list, and we've decided to divide and conquer the work here. We're not going to take advantage of somebody like we did in primary school with a group assignment. We have five to deliver each. Now, we have seen each other's five, and we know that we haven't got any double-ups, but I'm, we haven't given each other our opinion of the five that we have on their list yet. So we've kind of looked at it. We set a little bit of a rule that there could be 5% and under. Now, we could have been really boring and just stuck with a lot of players at 5%. We have tried to find a couple that are around that 1%, 2% owned. These are now the new PODs for you to think about. I maybe should look to put them in my side. So if you haven't already, click subscribe. We love all the followers. We love all the banter. We love everything that's come along with where this podcast has got to. 
and uh, we appreciate you all. So make sure you click subscribe. Do not miss an episode as we get closer and closer to round one. And I must admit, mate, I don't know about you. I love the boys that do the NRL podcast here at Fantasy yeah. Sport. I hate the sport, though, and I hate that they've got a two-week jump on us and they got all weekend to watch their favourite sport and I had to just sit here and watch Coco Melon. Yeah, we'll give a shout-out to the boys doing the NRL uh, podcast, Maddie and Nate. They do a ripping job, don't they? They really do. They do. I have got no idea on NRL but love listening to those boys. So do yourselves a favour. If you like (laughs) listening to blokes, sitting on the couch, sipping a beer, chewing the fat about NRL, tune in. They know what they're talking about. So while they come across as funny, it's actually really good insight and intel. I don't think we could have got more cliched. So we got a New South Welshman and a, and a Queenslander to do the NRL, mm-hmm. and we got a country Victorian and a, and a West Australian to do yeah. the AFL. I mean, like, at least we're bringing you exactly where it should be, <laughs> in my opinion. So um, anyways, we'll dive right in. They do do a great job. I was actually just talking with them before we did uh, the first episode tonight and said, boys, I love you've, – you've still got me listening, and I have no idea who you're talking about. I heard Ponga and I heard Munster. And they were probably two of the boys that I know. I am jealous of State of Origin. Uh, NRL State of Origin is, I think, one of the best things going around. Um, and I wish the AFL had it in the proper sense of how it should be played. But anyways, mate, we could talk footy. And we will be talking footy in some of our episodes coming on. As much as we focus on Supercoach, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Dell has some pretty cool connections. Uh, we do have a little bit of a footy career, the two of us, somewhat to speak about. We, but we know people. We know people, and we're going to get some of them on the show to um, just chew the fat on some footy. And, um, mate, there's nothing better than talking AFL with ex-AFL players. So I look forward to some of our special guests coming on, and we look forward to giving you just some different content for you guys to listen to as you either drive along or sitting at home or wherever you may be tuning in. But this is our top 10 sleepers for Supercoach 2023. I'm going to go first with my five. In no particular order, although I will start with the number one 5% player that I have. I have one that's in there at 5%, and I'm shocked he's at 5%, and that's Essendon's Zach Merritt. I think this guy is an absolute gun. You know the role that he's playing. He's been tagged before, and he knows how to break it. He averages big scores all the time. He, to me, is somebody that is a much better than a 5% player. And I have ummed and armed with him sitting at my M2, possibly even M3 spot. Um, for me, at 5%, you could do a lot, lot worse than Zach Merritt. Yeah, he's quite a good player. Like, I'm an Essence supporter. I like watching him play. He's one of the, the two or three in the AFL that can do that no-look kick and actually hit a target. But I, I will throw out a, a quick stat on Zach Merritt. So from 2019 to 2022... Between rounds 1 and 12, he averages 105. And then from round 13, or when Essendon have the bye, for the rest of the year, he averages 120. So that's a 15-point that's a increase once the bye round comes around. Do you wait for him to drop price? Maybe drop price, but maybe not. Or do you jump on him now and lock him away? Be a nice pod. Yeah, he'd be a nice pod. Mm. Like I, I really say, I've got some pods in some other places, and I'm I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna bring one of them up in a second. Um, one of my sleepers is is definitely in my side. Um, yeah, I think he'd be a great pod. Um, look, stats, stats. I love stats. Is there a genuine reason why he's poor to start with? I don't know. Is there too much pressure on Essendon to begin with? 
Um, he's captain now. That'll be an interesting one to see who takes that mantle. He spoke so highly of Dyson Heppel, and, and he's really proud to be in that spot. So, mate, I, I, I can see why people would put him in and, and be that POD. If I'm going up against a player that has Zach Merritt, I'm worried. Mm. Like, I, he's one of those guys, like, I'm pretty comfortable that he's going to go and score. Yeah. Um, next for me, and this one shocked me, and I know I know you've seen my list, and I know you're going to have a point about this one, but this guy won the Brownlow medal not very long ago, and this guy was averaging 112.5 not that long ago, and this guy is their, still their number one gun midfielder, and he's in 1% of teams, Ollie Wines. Mm. He came on really well at the back end of last year. Like he's, he was- His last four games, I don't have them exactly in front of them, but I'm pretty sure they were all above 125. Yeah, he was, he was averaging, I think we brought him up on an earlier podcast, 120 the last five games last year. If we were just going on that, you'd lock him away. But after watching him on the weekend, uh, the team that they played lost me at the moment, but he just looked a little sloppy. And like, I'm not sure whether it was he was playing just to get through the game or whether... He genuinely looked a, just a little bit off the pace, which he has done in the past. He starts slow and then finishes hard. So, again, is that a pod that you take the risk where do I put him in the team now, suck up some bad scores if it does happen and just sit on him for the year, or do I wait for him to drop price, jump on him when he gets to 520, 510K, and then ride it out? They played Fremantle, mm, which right. is no easy team to play. He still had 28 touches, mm-hmm. eight marks, two tackles. So I get your point, but I reckon there's a part of him that could have just been going through the motions. Yeah. And as I said, like, I don't know why he doesn't appeal to me like other players do, but when I saw him still at 1%, for me, he had to go in this list. Yeah. I think I think you had to, you had to go him. Mm. We move on. So I've got three more to get through. I'll leave who I think is the number one sleeper and he's in my team for last. We'll go a few other positions. So not just midfielders. I've got a forward here. Mm-hmm. Dylan Moore, okay. fourth on boy, is sitting at 3% ownership. Now, I know everybody's thinking, can he replicate last year? Is his price too high? Why can't he? Mm. He's still going to play that high half forward role. He's still going to get up and down the ground. He gets to the back line. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't go in the midfield, but he pushes up to the wing. He plays like a midfielder when the ball's in, in play. I know everybody loves CBA percentage and, and who doesn't, but he plays like a midfielder and he kicks goals. Mm. Um, and we know that he's going to get every opportunity to do it. I've, I've got a feeling he's now in Hawthorne's leadership group. I might I be correct. Yeah. Um, Point of difference, I know everyone raves about the Rosies, the Tarantos, the Dunkleys. Now, I'm not quite putting him in that category, but why can't he score big again? We've spoken about on the podcast before about you've got your center bounce attendances, but then you've got your high half forwards that play as midfielders, and he's one of them. He pushes up the ground, and he gets in and around as an outside mid and gets that hands from your Warples and these sorts of players. If it was just based on first halves, he'd almost you'd slap the sea on him, wouldn't you? But, yeah. Mate, some of his first quarters, oh, unbelievable. Just yeah. unbelievable. I'd probably just want to see a little bit more consistency out of him first. But if he does, um, as you are just saying, push up the ground, he is, in my mind, their number one small forward. So he, he is someone that they're going to look to get the ball to, given that they've got no – that well, Mitch Lewis is down at the moment, and when you talk – Fergus Green, Lloyd Meek, Kaczynski, 
they don't really sound that threatening. Dylan Moore, he kicks goals for fun, especially in the first half of the game. So potentially could be really dangerous in a good pod. Absolutely. And two things I'll say to people. One, either get Supercoach Plus so you can watch those break-evens week in, week out and watch where his break-even gets to mm-hmm. and start to look at if his price does drop, maybe get him in. Or just listen to us. Every every week leading into the team list, we'll start talking about break-evens, who are possible ones to bring in. And, and I think Dylan Moore's one we're going to be talking about at a few times throughout this year. Good point. Two to go. Just before we continue on, yeah. if you just click like, subscribe down the bottom here, you don't have to pay for Supercoach Plus. You send us your questions, we'll answer them for you. We'll put them on the podcast. Happy days. Absolutely. Um, this one for me, and I've talked about him a bit, so for everyone who's listened along, I apologise, but I'm going to harp on him one more time. This guy's more of a smoky, and it, and it will be a watch this space, but if somebody has the courage to get on early, I don't think it's silly at all. Liam Henry is still sitting at 2%. We're talking about a guy that's at the 200K mark who, yes, maybe the job security's come down a little bit, but they are talking and he has done it in the preseason and pushing up onto that wing. He's only got to average in the 40s, 50s, 60s to get right up into that price tag of where you want him to make with somebody who was a top 10 pick back in the day who's finally starting to find his feet at a club who's moving into a premiership window who's classy by foot, has the skill set, and moving out of that forward pocket role up onto a wing role, for me, he's an absolute sleeper in my opinion still. Yeah, good shout. He started slow on the weekend, but as the game went on, he, he sort of come on a little bit. He's you, – well, you're a Fremantle boy, so you'll be able to tell me more about this, but he looked immaculate by foot. He's got some really good skills – and I think as he works his, his fitness base up and gets accustomed to that wing role, he'll be really dangerous. He's a different player to Blake Akers, the person that he's replacing. But once he gets the ball out the back, good luck catching him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just to verify, so I know a couple of my mates will listen along. I do have a soft spot for Fremantle as my WA team, but I'm a Hawthorne man, so don't go and start buying me the purple polo anytime soon. I don't mind getting along to a free game and getting along, but uh, Hawthorne through and through. My mate's already hooked us up with box seats to the Hawks Frio game this year, which I'm very much looking forward to. I say hooked up. I'm paying a little bit, but we are paying mates rates, so very excited for it. But, yeah, mate, he's – from everything that I've heard and seen, by foot, he's – they say he's a great kick. Mate, he still had uh, 16 disposals, mm-hmm. eight marks. Um, you know, I think he's – I think for that price, he's an absolute smoky, and people are sleeping on him too much, I think. 
if you're that person that gets in early and you don't have to burn a trade on him and you can find that extra rookie or that sideways movement if you've made a mistake and haven't listened to Mickey Dell's must avoids, mm-hmm. um, yeah, get on it. One more, mate. This is meant to be a quick fire episode. We've uh, we've uh, talked, but good good chat. This guy is my absolute sleeper, and he is in my team in my mid three spot, and he's still only at three percent ownership. And it is Tom Liberatore for the Western Bulldogs. So many people and yourself, Dell. I know you were one of them, and I didn't start to really believe it until I've dived in more. And if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, Rob K underscore FS. I did a full post on Tom Libertura and I had a look at games where Dunkley didn't play in those seasons two years ago. He averaged over 105 points per game. He is now their number one inside midfielder. I love McRae. I love Bond. I love Bailey Smith. They've got plenty of talent there. But he is that guy that now there's no qualms or question that he is their number one midfielder. And I think he just put up 154 or so in a preseason game. Take that what it may. But what it shows me is, is this guy's ready to go this year. And I'm happy with his price to slot him in at that M3 spot. I'm glad people are starting to sit up and take notice of our intel that we've, uh, we've put out to the viewers on him. He's, uh, he's going to be a very good player this year and a very good scorer. Genuinely, their number one inside mid when you're talking about Bontempelli, you're talking about McRae, you're talking about Caleb Daniel, Bailey Dale, all these sorts of players. They're not inside mids. Libba's the one that does the hard yards. He'll get your tackles. He'll get your, your contested handballs, all that sort of jazz. Be a good one to have in your team. Yep. So my five, Zach Merritt, Ollie Wines, Dylan Moore, Liam Henry, and Tom Liberatore, all under... Five percent. So yeah, that's my five, Mick. And I, uh, mate, do you want to speak about our uh, new exciting venture that we have at the moment, or our new new sponsor that has come on board? I'll I'll leave this one to you, mate. Yeah, guys. So, uh, big shout out to the guys here at uh, Snap Fitness, Bendigo, and Epsom for jumping on board. So for the people listening in, subscribers, uh, if you need a hand uh, achieving your fitness goals in twenty twenty three, and you're finding it hard to get a workout in because of the kids or family commitments. Head on in and have a chat to the friendly team here at Bendigo or Epsom, Epsom Snap Fitness. Here they offer a variety of classes to cater for all people and also have free child minding within the centres, all with working with children's checks. So your kids can be looked after while you go about your business, get a workout in, they're looked after happy days. So if you're interested, want to see what it's about, Pop in, say good day to Mark, Emma, and the team at either Bendigo or Epsom Snap Fitness. Tell them we sent you, see what they can sort you out. Yeah, cheers to the crew. That's unbelievable. Snap Fitness in Bendigo and Epsom. I'm learning. I, I know of Bendigo. I don't know of Epsom. Is it a good place, Epsom? It's not too bad. It's one of the newer suburbs in the Bendigo area. Cool. But they are becoming they're, – they're very friendly people. But their franchise is becoming extremely popular, one, because of the people that they are, but two, because of the unique ability to have that free child minding. So then you're not having to worry about babysitters and all that sort of jazz. You can get in, drop the kids off, do your workout, pick the kids up, happy days. Unreal. That's a massive amenity, uh, taking care of the kids. That's unreal. Mm-hmm. So, mate, for to sponsors to come on board, a couple of lads just chatting a bit of nonsense about sport. We really appreciate it. So, guys, get on down, support them, support the people that support us. It's fantastic. Uh, Mickey Dell, I'll make sure when I come up your way to, to watch a game this year, we'll, uh, 
We'll go in there and we'll uh, we'll do a sneaky set, mate, before we uh, smash down some pies to watch the games. <laughs> now over to you, mate. I'm I'm intrigued for your top five sleepers for Supercoach 2023. No worries. So I'll start from the bottom and I'll work my way up. First one's Jack Bytel from St Kilda, 158k, and he's only in two percent of teams. We're talking about rookies, you know, yeah. McKenzie's, yeah, Ashcroft's, all their Phillips, all these sorts of players. But Jack Bytel, he played just over 60% of game time on the weekend, 16 touches, 75 points, and Rossi Lyon's talking a big game with him. So, you know, at 158K, that's it's a bit cheaper than your other rookies, but potential to make it, you 100, 200,000, no worries. Really, mate, I love when you find players like this, and I must admit, I don't know a lot about him. So, are we checking him out? Is he is he is he taking Winhager's kind of role? Are you trying to make up for your well? Actually, Winhager's call wasn't a bad call. I think it's just sort of taking a bit of a bad turn. Okay. But is he kind of taking that? Is that is that where this is slotted to now? As soon as Winhager went off, Bytel went into that role and played it well. Nice. Mm. I'm going to have to check him out. Great call. Great start. Love it. Second one. Another one that you probably haven't heard of, Lockie Ash from GWS. I know Lockie Ash, mate. Let's not get too carried away. <laughs> People are going to go, who's this bloke that just is the host? No, no, I know football, guys. It's all right. I know Lockie Ash. Continue. 335K at 1% <laughs> of ownership. So he played the running halfback role with Isaac Cumming and uh, Lockie Whitfield on the weekend. He had 30 touches off halfback for a score of 129. He did use the ball well, so his issues in the past have has been disposal efficiency, but he looked really clean and assured with the ball on the weekend. That's the same price as your Hoppers and your Warples, and at 1%, if he continues to score that, that could be a really nice POD. So you said he's, he's, he did the runoff half-back role, so is he, is he defender or is he defender mid? Or? He's, he's only a mid, but I do want to bring this up. I'm glad you brought this up. I had a look on the AFL website, 78% defensive, 22% offensive, which would mean come round six, he would be eligible for the defender mid um, price tag or positional changes. Yeah, I reckon people are definitely starting to look at that sort of thing a bit more now. I think, you know, Lockie Whitfield's probably an absolute lock to become a defensive mid. Your Bailey Smith will probably become your mid forward. So... Be careful about those kind of things. If you put so many primos in different positions, especially forwards, I know people are stacking their forward line with so many now and adding Goulden into that mix. Yeah. If you get some mids that get that DPP forward and you've got to move someone in, it just doesn't quite fit. It doesn't blend right. So, um, yeah, the, the Orange team are an interesting one, this one. They're going to become like the Bulldogs soon, which is you've got to take your pick of the plethora of players that are, that are scoring big, especially with their new style. So, no, good shout. We continue on. While we're going, can you have a look at the percentage of ownership for Lockie Whitfield still? Yeah, mate. I think you'll find it's you still at 1%. I thought last time I looked it was 3 or 4, but yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. But you, I'll you continue go on your on. next one and I'll find it. Yep. So my next player is Will Setterfield from Essendon. 348K and he's still in only 1% of teams. 119 he scored on the weekend, 25 touches, 6 tackles. And that was only at 60% efficiency. And he only attended eight centre bounces. I think with the injury to Caldwell, Setterfield is going to slot into the midfield, which suits him the most out of any other player at Essendon. Being an Essendon supporter, 
we need someone with his grunt, his ability to win an inside ball. I know we've got Parrish. I know we've got Merritt. I know we've got these players, but I think Setterfield with his bigger body is more suited to that than our other mids. And if he's there and he's starting midfield round one, he's going to make you some serious coin. Yeah, no, I really like the Setterfield call. I really like what he's going to do. I think um, it's a matter of how and where you slot him in and whether you're going to take that chance. Mm. But, um, no, really good shout. I, I think a lot of people are chatting more about him as this goes on. Um, you're right, Lockie Whitfield's at 1%. I think what's happened with Lockie Whitfield, and anyone who's watched our episodes before, he was in my team as a bit of a, a bit of a POD and someone who I knew could then possibly go into my, my back line in round six when the changes come. Um, but the Tom Green and sort of Finn Callahan kind of approach just took over for me. And I, you know, I nearly at the point where I was like, look, I've got to pick mids. I've got to get mids. So I'm sure what they're going to get. Lockie Whitfield was me. I was, I don't see him still getting any more than much of like averaging a low 90. Um, he might have a big game, but, and that would have been enough for what he's priced at. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think there's other guys with price that are showing that, showing that gap. But, and Setterfield's one of them. Like if I had to pick between a Setterfield and a Whitfield, I'm I'm going with Setterfield yeah. for sure. Yeah. Just checking the stats here for Lockie Ash, he had ten intercept possessions on the weekend as well. So could he be that new Harrison Himmelberg? Yeah, he he pops up. He yeah, his name's been around for a little while. Mm. I'm, I'm going to have to go and search him a little bit more in the sense of where he broke down because there are many games where he was sitting in that one, two, or three like top scorer of the game. So he must. Yeah. He must just have those moments where he falls away. But, um, you know, look, maybe he's finding himself and find that consistency a bit more. That's right. Uh, next one, Jai Simkin from Kangaroos. Uh, for anyone that's followed this bloke, he, he has the ability to score really well, and I think he will under Clarko. He's at 500K, 1% of team, so another nice pod. North got smashed on the weekend and he still scored 111. He attended 19 centre bounces and was still rested at times as well. He only played, I'll have to check, but I think it was just high 70s for game time and nine inside 50s. He is a previous best and fairest winner at North Melbourne. We know he's going to do well. For me, it's a no because I'm going the Cunnington route, but you could do a lot worse than having Simkin in your side. You could do a lot worse, but I just... I just have no confidence in that team. Like Cunnington, Cunnington's probably like the only one who you know what he's going to do, and he's because he's just done it for so many years, yeah. and he seems to still just be doing it again. But oh, even LDU, like I was really big on the possible LDU at the start of this year, and then again he just sort of shows inconsistency. And at this stage, you want you want to have confidence in what you're picking and a bit of consistency, um, and they just don't give it yet. But look, there's going to be many games. Again, I sort of just said it with Ash. There's going to be many games where LDU or Jai Simkin, like you just talked about, are in those top three scorers. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be many games where I don't know where they are either. Yeah, that's very true. And my number one for this list is Callum Mills. He's at 642K. So he's in the Uber premium range. And he's still only in 5% of teams. We've got to remember this bloke knocked out of 200 last year. Uh, and for the, for the people that do understand footy or for the people that don't really understand the way that players play positions within their positions on the field, my verdict is that he's going to do what Gordon did on the weekend. He's going to be that link between player from the backs to the forwards. He's going to be that run and carry. He's going to be the setup man. He's done it well in the past. This is why 
our last podcast, we brought up that Gordon's a bit of a padding pick now because that's Mills' role. And now Gordon's at like 30% in 30% of teams. I think we'll find come round one or two, Gordon may be the number one traded out player for people that are panicking. So Callum Mills, he is expensive, but at 5% of teams, you've seen the scoring ability with someone playing that role. Could do a lot worse. Yeah, and anyone who's been listening along, um, Callum Mills was in the first team I ever picked this year. So when I just picked my first team, Callum Mills was sitting in there for me. I really rate him. Mm. Um, why is he out of my team now? I'm just unsure. And when I looked, sort of dived in a bit deeper, there was a lot of inconsistency. He can have big scores. but You could do a lot worse. I, I rate him so highly as a player. I think he's such a good player. I was screaming at um, Johnny Longmire to get him in there into the midfield, get him out of that halfback role and move him into the midfield of where he was, you know, an elite in the under 18. So, yeah, surprising still at that 5%. But I think no one's been talking about him. People get people get a bit into the packs like they're sort of like, all right, okay. I want to stay safe with everyone. If we fail together or we succeed together, whatever it might be, or I don't want to be that one who fails and everyone else succeeds. But, yeah, I really, I really like Callum Mills. I'm just having a look here. I still I don't understand the golden rush. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put it up today. I said I don't understand at the price that he's at when someone like a Callum Mills comes back. Now, we made talks about like Sam Flanders and worrying about Took Miller coming back. But Sam Flanders is 256K or 236K or whatever he is. Like That's a big difference to what you're going to take on a chance with Golden. He's at um, 480K. As, yeah. Like, look, I, I rate him again as a player, but that's, I don't understand the mad rush when someone else is going to take that role. I can take that at 256. I'm not taking 480 Absolutely. when there's plenty of other players that I can pick. But, mm-hmm. mate, good five. Do you, want to, do you want to run through your five one more time? Cool. Jack Bytel, Lockie Aish, Will Setterfield, Jai Simkin, and Callum Mills. Yeah, there's a couple of really good nuggets in there, mate. A couple of really good gems that I think people should look at. I know I think Setterfield's probably the one who's getting talked about the most out of that bunch. Yeah. I think people really like Aish, but are unsure because there's a lot of other GWS players they're playing. And finally, people are actually starting to talk about the buys mm-hmm. and starting to think about their buys and who we should pick. So it's probably a podcast that might come up for us soon yeah. um, is to just maybe just just to be wary of. I know you can manipulate your team as you go through the season, but I think it's nice to set a good base that if you are trying to win all the chocolates and not just your league, um, you've got to make sure your teams are really set up for those buys. I think I saw a fantastic um, tweet on Twitter um, about if you had – Dut, 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 dut. be aware that they're all not playing in round 15 or whatever it is. So, And they were some pretty high-owned percentage players too. So we'll make sure we look out for those types of things for you all along. Um, Mickey Dell, do you have any final words, mate? No, well, we would like to uh, give a shout-out to the ANZPL guys. Uh, their season's just finished, and congratulations to uh, the winning team. Uh, the name of the team's lost my, uh, lost my memory <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they are the winning team, aren't they? It is our third of mate. You've just done your orange team oh, special just then. Winning team, so well done to the win. Bad luck to the losing team. Oh, so good. Yeah. So but, we must say to everybody, we must say to everybody, this is our third episode of the night, and uh, I mean it's only nine twenty-five for me, but it's twelve twenty-five for Mickey Dell. So we'll we'll let you slip on the winning team, mate. But uh, they're doing some great it's things at league. Me, the winning team. Yeah, you're normally better than that. Um, you're, you're, mate. You will, that's, 
that's your first slip up of the. That's your first real slip up of the season. Yeah, it is. But um, so I've just looked it up. It is ruthless, team ruthless, with uh, Dennis as captain. So congratulations to those guys. And for the people that think that they're good enough to play in a PlayStation Five NBA Two K Twenty Three comp on Twitter at ANZPL Two K, register your interest. Entries close this Saturday midnight. It'll cost you two hundred bucks, but you're up for potentially over $6,000 worth of prize money should you win the lot. If you think you're good enough, sign up, give it a crack against the best in Australasia. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. To think that's is where that's kind of where a lot of us all met, actually. It was a little mm. bit of a uh, little bit of online 2K. Right. We all have our little little secret talents or hobbies or pleasures that we love was the word I was probably looking for. But, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed these quick fire episodes. Make sure you go back and listen to them all. This one went a little bit longer than the others, but we had a little bit more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding those PODs and finding those sleepers is the difference between winning and losing. So make sure you listen to them, and even you could be on the winning team. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Guys, it's been, Mickey Dell, it's been an absolute pleasure. We give a shout-out to our friend Justin Herbie Herbeth. Uh, hope you're doing well, mate. We'll see you next time in the pod. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya.